Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all, adventure. My name is Heather, and I'll be your host today. Um, And since we're in this ridiculously long month of January that seems like every day is Monday, um, I thought I would talk about something that warms my heart, um, which is planning a horsey adventure. Uh, And I just wanted to kind of share with you some of the things that I do, some things that are important, because I think that 2023 is going to be the year for horsey adventures. Whether you're going on one in your backyard, or you're taking an airplane, or you're hauling your own horse down the road, um, it's all about uh, horse adventures in this year. So stay tuned for a real fun episode on, um, you know, becoming an adventuress and uh, going on horse adventure. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to visit a distant land? Ride across unfenced grassy hills, down long flower-filled valleys, crossing rivers and mountain passes, making camp in beautiful riverside setting, and watching the horses graze in nearby meadows, all while sipping a glass of wine or perhaps a cup of tea just as the sun goes down. And then do it again tomorrow and again for days at a time. Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia with their easygoing yet tough Mongolian horses, each with an unforgettable character, may be just the trip you were looking for to help rebalance in pristine nature with like-minded friends after a long absence of travel. Stone Horse provides a safe, small group environment, taking care of your needs from the moment you arrive till the moment of departure. Their seasoned staff and experienced trip leaders their own comfortable handmade saddles and the delicious meals conjured up each night will make for an adventure of a lifetime. With a combined expedition experience of 40 plus years, the owners of Stonehorse know what to provide you to make each trip a memorable experience. Whether traveling with friends or making new ones along the way, you will add to the story of Stonehorse and it will become a part of your own. You can contact Stonehorse through their website at www.stonehorsemongolia.com or email them directly at info at stonehorsemongolia.com to learn more about how you can join them as they travel by horseback through the cultural and wilderness landscapes of this enchanted land. Well, adventuresses, we're back here talking about... uh, the longest month of the whole year. Like I know there's other months that have 31 days, but January, it's like 500 days. It gets, you know, Christmas is over, your decorations are down, you know, your living room looks so big again because there's no tree. Um, There's still little bits of glitter around your house if you randomly find it on your socks. Um, But the days are still short and it's dark, and it's cold, especially where I live. Um, and, you know, it gets you, you know, gets you thinking, 
I got to get out of this funk. January blues, blue Monday just passed. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about things that make me happy. Uh, and obviously spending time with my horse makes me happy and going on riding adventures with my girlfriends also makes me super happy. So I thought we would just kind of do a quick little episode today. Um, you know, leading up to maybe we need to talk more about doing fun stuff. Um, all the time. So, so step one, I've decided to go on a horsey adventure. What does that exactly mean? Uh, and what can I do as uh, on a horsey adventure? So probably the first and most important thing, you know, is to, you know, ask yourself, um, you know, really, you know, how long do I want to go for? You know, the, 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 the W's, you know, the, the who, what, where, when, why, how, so where do we want to go? How long do we want to go for? What time of year do we want to go? Who do we want to travel with? Um, all of those things are important. And then once you kind of have a, a, an idea with that, then you go back to the beginning and let's do some research. Okay, so, you know, I Google horse riding adventures or I head over to Equestrian Adventurous's website and look at all of the different options um, and places that we've talked about in past podcasts. Um, so, so once you've narrowed it down, okay, so I want to go to Iceland. Well, then you have to really think about, okay, Iceland in the winter time <clears throat> will be beautiful, but it'll also be cold. So, you know, depending on, you know, when you can get your holidays, what time of year you want to go. If you want to go somewhere where you're, you know, I don't want to have to wear a jacket every day. Well, then maybe Iceland isn't the destination for you. But, you know, take a look at the different tour operators that are out there. Um, and as you're reading through, you know, make sure, you know, you read all the fine print, what's included, what isn't included. You know, do they pick you up at the airport? Are transfers provided? Um, you know, what sort of tack, all of that kind of stuff because that will be super important. Um, through um, Equestrian Adventuresses, we do have a guidebook that is complimentary um, that you can go um, from our website under resources, find it. Um, and it lists like literally hundreds of different riding destinations. Um, and most importantly, they're vetted. Um, when, when you Google horse riding adventures, you're going to hit the big ones are going to come up. Um, you know, the, look at the reviews. They're going to be reputable. Um, you want to, you know, you're spending money and, and every time you want to spend some money, you want to make sure that, um, you know, it's not a scam and all of those kind of things. Okay. So, so we've narrowed it down, uh, a little bit. Now we need to talk about budget because, you know, these having horses is not a cheap, uh, um, event, um, there is substantial, you know, for these tour operators, there is a substantial cost associated, not just to the horse, but there's the tack upkeep, there's the horse upkeep, there's the feed, there's the guides, the guides helpers, um, and even all the people that are in the back office, right? So, you know, doing the actual reservations, giving you those answers to those questions, like, you know, do we get to gallop on a beach? Do I need to bring my helmet? Um, you know, will I get lunch? I don't like fish. I, you know, all of those kind of things. There's somebody on that other end um, that's doing all those jobs. When you look at the pricing, 
all of those factors are put into it. So make sure that um, that you're, bu- you're budgeting accordingly. Um, we briefly talked about the destination um, picking. Um, so obviously, depending on uh, your destination may dictate on the time of year that you want to go. Um, you know, coming to Western Canada in January or December is not, well, it's, it's beautiful here with all the snow, but it can be cold. And, um, sometimes it's just too cold. So you, you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't want to go for a mountain, um, ride in the Rocky mountains and sleep in a tent in January. Well, first off, they don't even offer them then because it's too bloody cold, but, um, but you know, those are the kind of things that you want to really take into consideration. Um, traveling anytime when school is out. So um, spring break, Easter holiday, you know, even sometimes right smack dab in the middle of summer, um, you know, depending in parts of Europe, you know, certain countries take all of their vacation time in July. So maybe you want to avoid that. Um also, if there is a special event going on, um, you know, if you're in Kentucky, for example, when the Derby's on, everything is going to be more expensive. Um, going to see the Kentucky Derby is on my bucket list. I'd love to go, love to go down there and see all the amazing, beautiful thoroughbreds and the white, the fences that go on forever with those, you know, the, with the white rails and all that kind of stuff. But perhaps going not when an event is on, will bring your costs down. Um, the style of riding that you want to do. Uh, are you a Western rider? Are you an English rider? Are you a jumper? Are you a dressage rider? Are you, um, you know, just a, a, a ditch country rider? All of those things are important. And when you're going through the list of, uh, you know, what does this ride include? Probably the most important um, thing to read is, is how comfortable are you at? So, you know, walking, what, what's your, your, you know, walking for three or four hours, trotting for a couple hours, not obviously consistently, but, but sometimes these rides, if you have to cover a specific distance. So if you're doing a point to point ride where you stay somewhere different every night or every other night, there is a certain amount of distance that you have to cover to get to that next point. So that could mean extended periods of cantering, extended periods of trotting. Um, If that's not something that you're comfortable, then maybe that's not the ride for you. Um, There is also your base day rides, which do tend to be a little bit on the slower side because you're basically, you sleep at the same place, but each day you go out and you kind of do a loop. Um, So, you know, today you do the north the North loop tomorrow, you do the West loop next day, the South loop, etc. Um, what I like about a based stay is, um, you unpack once, um, if any of your gear gets wet, well, you just wear different gear the next day and you have a whole day for your stuff to dry. Uh, so it's not, you know, you're not cramming it back into a suitcase, still damp, wet, whichever. Um, the one thing I like about a base day is lots of times when you go for a canter, when you go for a gallop, it's for a purpose, right? I'm, we're going to go for a gallop on the beach right now. And maybe we get to do two or three passes. We're not just cantering or galloping to cover distance. Uh, and that's something that it was really interesting when I was chatting with my girlfriends because they're like, oh, I love a good gallop. 
which I do as well, but I would prefer to have an amazing gallop on a beach rather than a canter for five minutes just to cover an extra mile. So that that's just uh, just my opinion. The length of the ride is also quite important because the length will also dictate your price. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can have a shorter ride. Um, you know, you're, you're at a base day, you're in amazing France and you're at some, you know, some villa or castle with, you know, your family and you can go out and do an afternoon ride, uh, versus a seven day, uh, point to point ride where you cover a couple hundred kilometers. Um, also with the, the, the longer ride, sometimes they'll have, uh, a day rest in the middle, um, depending on, um, where, where you are. Um, this is kind of a great day to, you know, have some recovery time. You know, you've just spent maybe three days of riding for six or seven hours. Um, and now you have a day off to explore the area. Uh, when I traveled to Ireland a few years ago, we used that day to, um, to go for a drive and we got to see, um, got to go see some of the area. It was really fun. It was it kind of split the trip up, gave us, you know, we got to do some touristy things. Uh, and then we had some amazing riding and then we took a day and we went to the Giants Causeway and we saw some of the Game of Thrones stuff, which was super cool. So if you're going to Ireland, make sure that's on your box, uh, on your, uh, on your bucket list, uh, box. Um, and then we came back and we were kind of refreshed and then we rode again for, for a couple more days and, uh, got to, uh, really experience the country. We got to eat the local food. Um, you know, the horses were on point, amazing, still amazing, still top, very top of my, uh, of my list. Um, and something that maybe this point should have been brought up earlier, it's but who you're going with. That is also super important because, um, you know, when you're out on the trails, you know, it's it's fine. You're going for a ride with your girlfriend for a couple hours on a Saturday afternoon. That is completely different than going on an extended equestrian adventure with them, uh, where you're with them 24 hours a day. Um, you know, you may there, you know, anytime you spend a lengthy, lengthy time with anyone, you, you know, if they do something that irritates you, it's not like at four o'clock we pack up, okay, have a nice night. See you later. Like you're still with this person. So, uh, you know, making sure that you have, you know, similar interests. So you always have something to talk about. Um, and, and you do, unfortunately it takes a little bit of time to see, you know, who's the princesses and who are the, you know, non-princess, you know, ones that can go with the flow. Someone gets easily agitated. Um, you kind of want to know that before you're going in on a seven day backcountry, um, no technology ride. Um, so, so that, that's, you know, my advice. Um, you know, on these rides, you meet people from all over the world. This last ride I did in Portugal in the fall of 21, uh, there was a group of 10 of us in it, met people from all over the world. Um, and it was really interesting, the friendships and the, you know, the, the one of the younger girls was, had just got engaged. So, you know, we talked, everyone was chatting about, oh, and you're getting married and doing these things, you know, to, um, the, you know, the boyfriend and girlfriend that were on the trip who, whose 
who he, like the boyfriend, was not really an active writer, but, you know, he wanted to spend time with his girlfriend. And um, so it was really interesting meeting the new people and the dynamics. Um, One thing about, uh, or one of the amazing things about going on an equestrian adventure is everyone is like-minded. So if you're a single, you know, lots of these um, tour companies have a single option. Um, but you know, you go on a ride that's maybe a point to point or even a base day, but, and and you go as a single, so you get your own room and all of those kind of things. But during the day you're with the same group of people for that duration. So, you know, fast friendships are made. Um, you don't get along with this person. Well, you just ride up the list or ride up the line and ride beside someone else and chat about, you know, how their night was or how their supper was, or, you know, how their horse is feeling that day. So it really is an option for um, uh, for, for for singles um, being able to join a group ride uh, because they do have that opportunity to um, meet new people that are of like-minded, right? You know, you, you have to be uh, a horse-loving, adventure-loving person to want to go on a six-day backcountry ride. Now, when I say backcountry, that isn't necessarily meaning that you're sleeping in a tent that you're packing. Um, lots of these outfitters have beautiful setups. Uh, you know, every you know they have cook kitchens and outdoor showers and toilets and yeah, like if when you go through um, the guide of all the amazing places that you can go riding, uh, I know that uh, you know some of the ones in Mongolia and India they bring makeshift like washrooms where it's an actual toilet that you're using versus, you know, some time, you know, we've all been on those rides where you have to go and I drank too much coffee this morning. So I have to run in the bush and, and go to the bathroom. Um, that, that is a, a, you know, there's a strong possibility. Oh, I can tell you with all facts, I have peed in the bushes many times. Um, so it is kind of nice if, if you're to, if, you know, when you're at a camp, um, if there are, you know, a few more facilities to use. Um, so now you've got your destination picked, you've got your length picked, uh, you've got your budget, you have found the ride. Um, so you do all the research and what am I going to see and how many days in advance should I go? Okay, so it's an eight-hour plane ride uh, and a six-hour time change. Uh, you know, how am I going to adjust to that? You know, I always recommend... Uh, going in a couple of days before, so you're on the right time. Um, so when you start your ride, you're really fresh. Um, make sure that your riding ability matches the riding style of your trip. Um, that that's something that's really important because you you anytime you're in a group, you see this with in all of life, birds, all of it. The group is only ever as strong as their weakest link. So, you know, if you are not comfortable cantering, period, don't pick a ride that has extended cantering because what will happen is when you can't canter, no one can canter and it's going to take twice as long to get from point A to point B or from point A back to point A. Um, so, so that's really important. Um, look at the region that you're going to and do a little bit of research on what style of food that they eat there. Um, if you are not a food, a fish fan, 
speak up before. You know, there's lot, you know, vegetarian options are out there. Um, if you have any medical conditions, that is super, super important. If you're diabetic, if you're celiac, all of those kind of things, your guide, um, needs to know that because if there's ever an emergency, he needs to be able to, um, know what to do. And, and, you know, if, if you're a diabetic where your, um, insulin is or all of those kind of things. So, so make sure that you're sharing that information. Okay, so we've picked our destination, we've picked who we're going, we've got it booked, we're going on the 12th of June and we're doing all these things. Now the packing begins. Now I am 100% guilty of this and one of my bestest girlfriends also is very guilty of this, that you know, you always want to have something new when you go, right? It's a new shirt or new riding pants or heaven forbid new boots. I don't recommend getting new boots before you go on a riding adventure um, if you do, please buy them at least a month in advance, wear them every day, break them in. Um, you do not want to get blisters on that first day. Um, but the funny thing is the very first one we did back in 2016, um, we were so excited and, you know, new riding tops and new breeches and all of this. And like literally as we were coming out of the hotel to into our shuttle to take us to the barn, we were like pulling the tags off. I'm sure our guide thought, oh my God, what have I got? These two princesses here pulling the tags off their clothes. Now we totally were princesses because we had, we wanted some new duds. Uh, but, you know, fortunately we proved ourselves and um, just because we had some new clothes didn't make us city princesses. We still uh, were able to ride and, and do all of that. So um, tip Cut the tags off before you pack your stuff. Um, something that is really important um, is your helmet. Now, lots of lots of places will provide a helmet for you. Um, if you have a helmet, you know, your riding helmet that you have at home um, fits properly, you've got all the straps adjusted to the right length so it fits properly and all of that. Um, you know, it it may be worthwhile to take your own because it does make you know, it's a little bit more comfortable and, and those kind of things. If you look inside your helmet, um, you will see there's some numbers and um, expiry dates and those kind of things. I do know that in certain parts of the world, they have certain requirements. When we were in Ireland, she actually checked to make sure our helmets had the right standardization in it. So in the event of a fall, that your helmet is is one of the ones that the... Um, the UK or, or the Republic of, I of Ireland um, honors. So you just want to make that, double check those kind of things. So lastly, obviously we're talking about packing. Um, on equestrian adventuresses, we have an amazing packing list, right from, you know, the type of socks that you should pack to gloves, to rain jackets, to heavy jackets, riding pants, riding skirts, um, you name it, it's on there. But lots of times your tour operator will also give you an idea of uh, what you should pack. Um, you know, those like little fanny packs, those are always super handy, you know, or cross body bags. Nothing too big because you don't want, you know, you don't want a big backpack flopping around. Most of them will provide you with saddle bags that you can put, you know, snacks, those kind of things. <clears throat> I like to keep on my body, a lip balm, uh, my sunglasses, my phone to take some photos. 
Um, as well, um, you, you know, for those emergency pee breaks in the bushes, sometimes a nice uh, pashmina scarf, you know, if you can shove that in there, you know, does give you a little bit of a privacy barrier. Um, you can also use a scarf as a face mask. So if it got really windy or if it was really sandy, those kind of things, you could wrap it around and protect your face a little bit. Um, if it's cold, you can, I will sometimes put the scarf on my head and then put my helmet on to protect my ears. So, so that is something that, uh, you, you might want to look at too. So I hope that, um, this little episode today, you know, planning your adventure, um, has been helpful. Um, so, you know, do some research, be in check with what your riding ability is, your, your, you know, and be confident. Yeah, I'm good with long gallops. Okay. Um, you know, don't overexceed your budget. If you only have 2000 to spend, you know, when you're filtering the rides, you know, don't go over that unless you, you know, okay, well, maybe I'll have an extra couple hundred dollars. Um, looking at that destination, you know, maybe trying to avoid uh, peak season or, or a high event happening that will save you some money. Um, are you wanting to do a base day or a point to point ride? How long do you want to go for? Who are you going with? That's really important. Um, and then, you know, once you've got that, yep, this is where we're going. This is the dates. Then the real fun stuff starts because you, you start doing the research of, Ooh, what can we do before? And do we need to rent a car? And are we getting a hotel? Are we staying at a B and B or, or what exactly we're doing? And then packing, um, you know, your riding boots, your riding shirts, uh, your helmet, good socks, riding boots, raincoat, gloves, um, scarves, all of those kind of things. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed and uh, I can't wait to hear about your next equestrian adventure. Thanks so much for uh, listening to the podcast today. On behalf of Uta and myself, we're so glad that you uh, that you joined us. If you like the show, make sure you hit that su- subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to share some feedback or uh, send us some ideas for other shows, send us an email. Um, so hit up our Facebook group, Equestrian Adventuresses. It's a great group, great women, uh, sharing stories, sharing adventures. Um, cause really ultimately the more people that hear our show, um, the more like-minded people can, uh, can give some ideas. Cause our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to go out on your next equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, happy trails.